I guess like I had not really lost my baby weight from him and that was so hard for me because I had never like weighed over 130 pounds and I weighed much more than that and I was so self-conscious about myself. Whenever you get pregnant you you just like never think anything bad will happen you know like you just like want the regular kid that's gonna do the regular things and then we found out um, the first doctor we went to, actually, the first specialist, told us to terminate. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have Shelby Hebert on the podcast. Shelby has an amazing story. Really touched my heart just to hear her share about her son. And that's the beauty of this podcast is, yes, we're here in our fitness journeys, but we're also hearing the life stories that are going on during the time of the fitness journey. Hope you're inspired, hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Shelby and I'm married to David and we have one two-year-old son named Case. How long have you and David been married? We've been married for five years. Awesome, and so you guys have a two-year-old that comes to the gym all the time and keeps you busy? Yeah, he loves to come, he loves to watch. Uh, I usually go to the 9 a.m. class now that it's summer, no more 5 a.m. during the school year, and he loves to watch the 8 a.m. finish, and he loves, he calls it seeing the guys. That's what he says. (laughs) He loves to go watch the guys. (laughs) He says seeing the guys? Yeah. Oh, that's too cute. And he he tries to do what they do, so. The other day he was doing like trying to climb on the boxes and do burpees. It was really amusing. Uh, so when did he turn two? He turned two in January. Okay, so I, you know, two is such a, I think every year at that age, it, they transform like night and day. And, yeah. and I think when you, from the day they turn two from the to the day they turn three, it's radically different. It's, so two is tough he's a tornado i feel like those days <laughs> and at two and a half i mean he's probably like talking oh, yeah. and yeah he's, opinionated wow wants what he wants but he's still a pretty good kid so so obviously having nothing to do with your fitness journey i gotta ask a question because you're a mom of a little boy and so what's been the absolute coolest part of of being a mom um Probably, I guess recently, he just comes and like will just randomly give me a hug or a kiss. And so it's nice to finally feel that affection back. Because, you know, when they're little, they need you because they need you. But now, like, he needs me because he wants me. And so uh-huh. I think that's the most special thing so far. So. Oh, well, that's awesome, yeah. Shelby. I, so tell me, what do you, you come at 9 a.m. in the summer, Yes. and you come at 5 a.m. in the during the school year, yes. why do you come at that time? Um, well, I'm a teacher, or I'm not teaching next year in the classroom, so I'll be a little bit more flexible as to when I come, but um, I did previously teach first grade, and so 5 a.m. was just easier to juggle than 5 p.m., with a toddler, so. And where did you teach at? Brazos Christian School, first grade. So. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so how great. long how long have you been teaching at Brazos Christian? I taught at Brazos Christian for three years, and I taught at a public school for two years before that, so five years. So you've been teaching for a while. Yeah, for a while. So. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, Alicia taught for uh, I don't know if you know this, but Head Start. Yeah. And she did that for a few years before Kate was born, and. I would go in, you know, and and see her, or take her flowers, or go see her kids, you know, performance or whatever they do at the different times of the year. 
And I'd be in there for like 20 minutes, and I'm like, man, she had 16 four-year-olds. And I thought to myself, I grew a whole new appreciation for teachers. It's hard work. Yes, it is. And I remember like, you know, putting together these little picture books at the end of the year, going up there after hours and the weekends. And, you know, she'd go in early and stay late. It's like, it's it's a lot of work but yeah it's a lot of hours so. i you know I, I i forever am grateful to teachers so <laughs> i know that you've got a lot of uh parents out there that probably are very grateful for the way you take care of the kids so now you're not going to be in the classroom yeah i'm just going to be doing some outside stuff tutoring and uh working for david and i own a landscaping business so i'll i do all the books for that and just allows me more time with case and frees up just more time at home and more flexibility as to when I can tutor kids and like go help out at the school and stuff like that. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, yeah. let's, um, okay, so let's transition into your fitness journey. How old are you again? I'm 29. So you're 29. So when would you say was like the very beginning of you starting to exercise or think of like being healthy? Um, well, as a kid, we were always super active. I mean, like, we always did a lot of activities, like basketball, dance. My brother and I did karate for several years. Um, in high school, I ran track. I was a cheerleader. I also, like, worked out at, like, a outside gym tumbling, and I was on a competitive cheer team. So there, I was always super active, but probably, like, working out to be in shape probably in college because there wasn't anyone telling me what to do so what kind of workouts did you do in college uh well i worked at the rec on campus so i usually just went and like worked out on the elliptical or maybe like lifted weights not like i mean that's like i guess where it started but i i would say i was like probably working out just to be thin and not like healthy I guess I mean I I was relatively monitoring what I ate but not just like when I was in college you know yeah (laughs) like yeah I just need to still be thin and you know the thought process was kind of a little different and so okay and then you graduated and what happened um I graduated went to grad school and I guess like at the in grad school I started running more versus like doing like cardio in the gym and um kind of got into that ran a half marathon with my roommate that was pretty fun when was that um first year of grad school so november of 2010 wow and you had never ran that long before no (laughs) so (laughs) i mean i like trained up to it but it was it was challenging and it was so cold it was it was like 39 and raining. Like, it was like icy rain. Which and, one? Uh, it was in San Antonio. Okay. The rock and roll in San Antonio. And so it was super crowded. In November? Yeah, November. And that one was, is never cold. So the it fact. Was, <laughs> yeah, we. I think. So my roommate, Siobhan, and I had gone and like ran a cu- couple days before, you know, like just jogged or something. And it, and it was hot. Oh. Yeah. And so, and how um, was that experience? It was fun. It was fun. Uh, it felt good to finish, just to like say I did it, like because I don't I think my mom like didn't think I could really do it, and so just to to do it, and then um, 
just were you 23 yeah 23 okay or 22 22 no 23 okay so then did you keep running after that yeah I did but not I didn't do any more races I just ran just to like stay in shape I guess like yeah. Probably still just to like be thin, honestly. Yeah. So and nutritionally change much uh, or I mean I didn't like eat junk all the time, but probably wasn't like super like I knew I could like eat pizza for dinner if I just like went and ran a couple miles like Yeah, so you were you were kind of at that point where you're just balancing out like I work out to stay thin. And you know, I might you know, I might eat less of yes. something that I'd like, you know. No, that's exactly what I did. I was like, I know I can have a piece of cheesecake. I just probably don't need like a big piece. I just need like a few bites or yeah. something. You or know, or I won't eat a big dinner so I can have dessert. Yeah. So. Um, and that kind of continued after that. Yeah, probably up until even when I got married, and probably up until i had case i guess so and when was he was born three two years two and a half years ago he was born in january of 2015 so um well i guess whenever i got married to david i worked in navasota and a lot of the girls worked out at gold's gym so i like actually joined gold's gym for a few years and um went to some of their classes there because the girls did and it was fun I mean the girls went it was just kind of we'd go after school um but it wasn't like here it's Mm -hmm. like you feel like you're working out I felt like I was working out then but compared to now I was like I don't even know what I was doing honestly (laughs) so elaborate on that a little bit just because I kind of think I know what you mean by that but maybe somebody listening doesn't know um well, like, you go, and, like, they have these classes, um, and they're pretty cool, but there's, like, a gazillion people in them, and you're lifting weights, but not, like, free weights here, and you can do more or less, but it's, like, a routine, and it's relatively fast-paced, so if you, like, miss something or you don't know what you're doing, you just miss it, and there's no one there to tell you hey, you're not doing it right or, you know, because there's maybe 30 to 40 people in the class and the one teacher can't see everybody. And um, I did that for a while and then still probably worked out like in the gym, like elliptical or just ran on the treadmill or I ran at the park a lot. I remember running at the park a lot um, up until I was pregnant with Case and yeah, and then what did you do during pregnancy? Well, um, I ran up until I was on bed rest for about almost half of my pregnancy because Case was sick, and so um, up until I was maybe like twenty weeks, I ran. I was still running, probably like twelve miles a week, maybe fifteen, and then um, it kind of like just all had to stop. So, so you couldn't work out at all. I could walk. Oh, moderately. Man. So he was he was pretty sick though. So it was uh-huh. um, for him. So yeah, but he's super healthy now. Yes, and he is. And you are too. So <laughs> yeah. so what? So was that tough though? Going from kind of being pretty active to not being able to do anything. Yeah, it was prob- It was the first time in my life that um, I mean, since I was a kid, that I had not been able to do anything and so and you know like when you're pregnant I'm sure you know Alicia's been pregnant three times you can only eat like certain things and I was still nauseous all the time and 
like what I could eat probably wasn't like super great you know like goldfish or something and so like it was just kind of like driving me crazy to not be able to move and so that was tough and then he was born July 2015. In January. January 2015, that's right. And then what uh, happened after that? So um, we, so I guess like to back up a little bit, Case, our son, was born with uh, about five different heart defects. So we were in Houston at Texas Children's Hospital for about three months with him. So... Um, we moved there before he was born, or I did. David came back and forth and um, delivered there and pretty much lived in Houston for the next two months while he had a couple surgeries and recovered. And um, so I didn't really do anything. Yeah. I mean, because when you're, when your kid is like, you're kind of like, honestly, there were days where we were just like, waiting to see if he would live like Mm. will he make it through the night will he you know make it through this next operation and and um you're just not worried about yourself and so so and uh, you know you teach it Braz is Christian obviously you know the only way you can do that is you have faith in Jesus and um and they you know I know they they have a culture of hiring people that are strong in their faith and, and that's why I'm asking this is because I can only imagine, you know, how much this had impacted and challenged your faith and at times probably really made you question some things. And so I would love to hear you elaborate on how this whole experience at that time during those three months at Texas Children's and probably even during the pregnancy, you know, what do you think God was telling you, teaching you? Okay, let's see. Well, um... I guess so whenever you get pregnant you you just like never think anything bad will happen you know like you just like want the regular kid that's gonna do the regular things and then we found out um, the first doctor we went to actually the first specialist told us to terminate because Case's heart was um, pretty severe he didn't think it would be op- like um, he thought it'd be inoperable um, and just a slew of other things it was very devastating I mean I left David actually stayed back to work because we did not think we were gonna get that news like we thought we were just gonna they're just say oh his the VSD the hole in between the two bottom chambers closed up we're not worried about it and it was not that at all it was just a complete 180 it was the absolute worst case scenario and um, and it it sucked I mean Mm. there's like no other way to put it um so David's like googling we're googling the best like children's pediatric cardiology hospitals and it's like Boston and Texas children's and so we do like it took about two weeks in like a huge mound of paperwork and probably about 50 phone calls to my doctor's office here in town to like get us transferred but once Texas Children's got our paperwork. We were in the office two days later mm. with a with appointments, and so um, that was really neat just to see how the Lord orchestrated that, just getting us in so quickly and with just a an excellent doctor. Case's fetal cardiologist is still his cardiologist now. Like she kept him on, and she's wonderful. And um, 
I mean, the reality was, like, he's still very sick. Um, and just the anatomy of his heart, the way just things were working, that it was still, we know we can operate and do something, but we don't know how long it will last. So um, he had surgery when he was 20 hours old, and then he had surgery when he was six weeks old, and the goal was to get him to his first birthday. Like, they were like, we... We don't know how how long we can give you, but our goal is to his first birthday, and he's two and a half now. And so I think the whole time the Lord just, like, really stretched us. and um, Because we had never really been through anything super difficult, David or I, you know, like, yeah, you know, we're waiting to get a job or, you know, like, relative, like, normal adult stuff. Like, oh, we don't have enough money at the end of the month. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, those those problems are so minute compared to like, I don't know if my kid's going to live. And so I think it, um, just put in perspective, like just life in general and, um, just probably made us both appreciate like small things and moments more and and a lot of patience. I think the Lord taught us a lot of patience. And I know for me, I used to be like, super type a personality everything has to be perfect i'm not leaving until everything's done and i'm probably like totally different now i'm just like i'll do it tomorrow i don't care i'm gonna go home and spend time with my kid you know just things like that and um i think that's kind of how the lord worked in us and he he always provided there are so many times where we were like how are we gonna pay for this i mean open heart surgery on a newborn is not cheap and or like what about like this job or just he always always provided just like people to come into our lives and just like speak truth to us and I think that's probably like the the best thing that could ever happen because I was teaching at Brazos Christian School and they were so wonderful about the whole situation but um I mean the people would just like send us cards and people we didn't even know were like sending us just like cards in the hospital just speaking truth and it wasn't like this is just meant to be it was like like the word you know and and so I think that was that was probably the coolest part of the journey and and just seeing Case and how he recovered and proved so many doctors wrong and so. It's a miracle, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, that's moder- boy. <laughs> modern day, you know, real life blessing yeah. miracle. Definitely. So. so two and a half, and what's the current status? Um, we go back about every nine to twelve months to get checked. Now it, we were on like every six weeks, so it's like really nice not to have to go all the time. Um, and he goes back in February, so we just monitor it, and I mean, he'll have to have surgery again, but we don't know when. It'll just kind of determine on how his arteries grow with his body, so, mm. I mean, he, when I say, like, he proved doctors wrong, like, there were doctors who would come and look at him and just be like, I can't believe Dr. Frazier fixed his heart. Like, I mean, they like, I can't believe it, because Dr. Frazier, that's his surgeon, is amazing, but like so many physicians told us there's no way there's no way there's no way like we can't do it we're just gonna have to do this one 
replace a valve and he's just gonna have to have open heart surgery like every couple years because that's just it's gonna you know go out so so you know anybody who listens to this podcast wants to just pray for him or pray for you and david what what would be like a, a prayer request um probably just a healthy heart it's so hard to see your kid go through that and so when case had surgery when he came out his his kidneys were wrecked like he was in kidney failure and so um there's always the chance that from the bypass there's always a chance i i fear that like his kidneys might not wake up again you know like just if he has to have more surgeries and things like that and and you know not just like for case but for all the parents who um, have sick kids you don't really like know what it's like to have a really sick kid until you go through it and it it's really really hard so I would just say like for just for strength and and peace and knowledge for the medical staff because like they are some really great minds working to save kids and especially at Texas Children's that's the only children's hospital we've dealt with but they're in the business of saving babies and they will do whatever it takes so yeah and you know looking you know kind of always when you're like where you're at today even though you don't know the future right but you can look back and you just like you said you saw God's hands and and you know even just being an hour away from one of the top you know would you say the best uh, they're number one number one and give a shout out they're number one now (laughs) so it's not like you had to relocate your home or your family or your business I mean so many you know in in small examples but it's what we choose to to see and um and just to encourage you that you know like wow God has obviously got his hands on Casey you know is um just got his hands on your family and and you guys are just uh an encouragement yeah I feel like right now it's like man that's a great podcast (laughs) but we will continue going (laughs) okay because I think your fitness journey has an incredible message in it also as, as well as your life and I think that's the the beautiful thing about these podcast interviews is yes there's a fitness journey that coincides with a life journey and and every person is living uh, a journey you know that that has an incredible story attached to it you know and and sometimes when we're in these dark moments you know had we done this interview two and a half years ago i'd probably be crying the whole time and you yeah you probably wouldn't (laughs) even made time for it but nonetheless there's people that are going through that you know and just to encourage them and just to know that hey you know, like how many people in the gym had no clue or how yeah. many people that you work out with had no clue that you were experiencing that. So how soon after he was born or after did you start working out here? Um, so he couldn't go out in public for a year. So we kept him pretty much at home. I mean, we might occasionally like go to Target or somewhere like in the morning or out for breakfast at a time where it wasn't busy. But we... Um, he just like couldn't get sick and so we were I was pretty confined to our home and I'm sure you know how it is with a little baby trying I like would try to do workout videos at home and I just couldn't and at that time David was really trying to build our business and he he was not home a lot I'm sure you know how that is when you're trying to build a business you leave at six o'clock in the morning and you may not get home until 10 o'clock at night and so I was on my own pretty much with Case all the time. Um, that 
the first summer I did try to like go run with him at the park some but it's like people would come up to us and want to touch him and or like I'd have to use the restroom and there's not a restroom at the park so then you have to like drive home and so that was it was just challenging to get anything done as because I couldn't just like go drop him off somewhere and and I couldn't get a babysitter every day of the week you know that would be really expensive so um so I was like okay I'm gonna play with the kids at recess so I guess like I had not really lost my baby weight from him and that was so hard for me because I had never like weighed over 130 pounds and I weighed much more than that and I was so self-conscious about myself and just like I just was not I just not feel myself and so I started playing with the kids at recess the following year so case was like eight months old and um Shannon Grant's kids go to my school and she works out here and she was like you need to try CrossFit I was like Shannon case can't go I don't know when I'm gonna go I can't go at 5 a.m I live too far away to like go there at the time we were living outside of town to go there and get ready and get back to school and then get Case back to the babysitter in College Station. So it was just like logistically would not work. And um, so I just kind of played with the kids throughout the year and I had lost like about probably 20 pounds from doing that just from like playing with the kids at recess and just running around with them doing the monkey bars. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little normal. I guess like once Case was a year old. In January, I started to feel a little bit more normal. And then um, in May, I have to like credit my starting to Shannon. Shannon, for my end of the school year present teacher gift, paid for my first month of CrossFit. And I probably would have never started because it's like, I can't afford this. I don't have time. Like, I just don't know if I can do it. I'm not strong enough. I can't, you know, there's all these excuses and sheets that you don't have to love it but I want you to try it, and if you don't come back, I will never ask you again. And so um, I came, and I was so, like, scared. <laughs> and we had actually just recently moved um, into this neighborhood, and so it was a lot closer. I walked. I ended up walking here a lot with Case in the stroller because it was close, and um, and that's how it started, and I stayed, and I love it. And wow! So. so you know, and I remember Shannon um, doing that, and uh, and that's kind of how it's you. It's like the probably one of the most thoughtful gifts I've ever been given because I think she like just saw I was just like desperate, like I didn't know what else to do. I just felt like I was kind of trapped because Case was finally able to go places, but I was just like I just had kind of no idea what to do with myself and so well and just even knowing where you're at today and the fact that you've stuck with it and how much it's impacted you is just such an awesome testimony to even the just what what having a generous heart does right you know when you bless someone with anything you never know how it's going to impact them definitely and you know i think i gotta bring up and repeat what you said about you lost 20 pounds from playing with kids at recess and i was like Man, how many people could just say, like, I think there's legitimate excuses out there when people are like, I don't have time or, you know, but even there's a lot of school teachers that would love to lose 20 pounds, you know, and 
Um, Go run who, around with some six-year-olds. Yes, who don't have time to work out or, you know, can't, you know, afford it or, or whatever the reason that they don't. But just playing with the kids every day, you yeah. know, I'm sure you were sweaty and I'm sure, you know, but it did the job. Yeah, it, and it was fun and the kids love it and they still, that's like, I would say their favorite thing is, Miss Hebert, will you come do the monkey bars with us? Miss <laughs> Hebert, will you come swing? Will you come play on the jungle gym? And so I think. It's just fun to see them, like, get that interaction between them in, a, like, a non-academic setting. Well, and it's like, you'll see this, too, and you probably already have because Casey's two and a half, but your kids love to do the same thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, we'll play chase, run around the living room. I mean, and they, they will do something. Like, we talk about 20-minute AMRAPs and 10-minute AMRAPs. These kids will do two-hour AMRAPs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Of chasing around the couches, you know. But yes. it's like the, your kids do the same thing. You know, they always want to play. So I imagine, yes. like, when you got a, a classroom full of them and they go outside, they love oh, yeah. for you to participate. Yes, they love it. So uh, June, so last summer then. Yeah, last So you summer. just pretty much hit your one year. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about the year here at the gym. Um, it's been a good year. Let's see. I started, so I guess in June and I could, I guess I'll start with like something I wanted to be able to do. So I told Sheena and I said, I want to be able to do a pull up. So I know it's probably going to take me a long time, but that's just like the one thing I wanted to learn how to do. Um, and so when I started, I could only hold on to the bar. Like that's all I could do. And then, um, like two weeks later, I got my first pull up, and I remember I was so close. And then I was just gonna leave and go, just try it the next day. And Shannon was like, "Are you really gonna leave right now?" And she said it just like that, with like this look, like, "Get back over there." And so I did, and I I did one, and then she recorded me doing another one, and it was that was like pretty exciting. Be like, "Oh my gosh, I just did a pull up." <laughs> so. Um, and so I think that was probably where I was like, okay, maybe I can do this CrossFit thing. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do three and then five and then seven and then 10. And now I can do a lot. But um, I mean, just a lot. I want to elaborate. You did Murph, right? Yeah, I did So you Murph. did 100. Yeah, I did 100. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. So, um, yeah, so that's. I guess where it started but I mean at the beginning I'm sure a lot of people are like that I could only hold on to the bar but um, I'm still like learning a lot more just about the barbell like that's one thing I want to grow in and just like get stronger I'm not super great at barbell work um, but I feel like I'm just like get better every week at something or just like even if I can't RX the whole wad, I'll like, okay, what part can I RX? And I think that's like something new for me because at the beginning I couldn't RX anything. And now it's like, okay, well I can RX this one part. That's better than last time or better than two months ago. Well, now I can RX two parts of it. And, you know, some days I can RX the whole thing. Not often, but sometimes. And so I think that's like, there's so always so much room for improvement. And I like that, uh, I can still always scale down to like what I need. So, so what would you say CrossFit has taught you about yourself? Um, I think CrossFit that I'm tougher than what I thought, or I can like do more. I'm stronger than what I ever thought I could be. Um, that I can meet challenges, and I think a lot of it like kind of goes back to like when Case was sick like 
it's sort of it for me it's sort of the same like I know if I can like run this last mile or pick up the barbell the last time when your arms are shaking and you just like feel like you can't hold on anymore or like do the last 10 pull-ups when your shoulders just feel like they're about to fall off like I know I can the next time we're in the hospital I can like wait for him to get out of surgery and listen to the doctor and hear the news and like keep going forward you know like just keep moving I remember Michelle Wagner would always say that just keep moving and I kind of feel like that's like where we are kind of in our life and our business and here at the gym like you know when the workouts are really hard or and stuff like that if I can like just keep moving and so I think that something CrossFit has taught me is that I know I can like just keep moving I may be going slow and I may not be the first one to finish but I know I can do it so yeah it's a beautiful parallel to real life yeah because you know at the end of the day whether it's a 20 minute AMRAP or a MRF, you're gonna finish. Yeah. You know, you might take longer, you know, it might hit some speed bumps yeah. and you know, or you're gonna do MRF again next year. Right. And it might look better next year, right. you know, and it, you're right, It's it's got a beautiful co- uh, comparison to real life. So what, I, I, I gotta ask this question because I think that you have something that motivates you or maybe maybe there's uh, something that comes to mind like to to come in first of all is intimidating like mm-hmm. you said in the first and i think that's a consistent theme across every person yeah. i've interviewed and just every person that i talk to uh, and i think too like the church has the same challenge you yeah. know there's people that are intimidated and don't want to go to church for the reason that you know they feel like we don't know what it's like or what, what right. you know maybe it's not you know people it's not might for judge me, me. It, yeah exactly right. hey that's for those people that you know got yeah. it all put together yeah. and and i think the crossfit gym has the same challenge sometimes because you know i see people post on social media i just got tagged on somebody's post the other day you know i'm ready to start crossfit but um you know i'm super scared and just like I've talked to people who get anxiety, literally, <laughs> and, and it's, I mean, you know, it's like, and I'm not making light of this, right. but it's like, it's a real thing. Like, they are very anxious when they come to the gym, right? right. And so, and there's, <laughs> Julie Crawford, uh, last week's interview was like, I still get that way coming to the gym. My I heart do, rate gets yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> when you see the workout and your heart drops and you're like, yes. oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, so what, what motivates you enough to overcome that? Um, I think for me, I knew I just like need to be healthier for case. Like I wanted to set a good example for him and, um, I just, I wanted to feel better. And so this, like whenever, for me, whenever I'm like eating right or eating, you know, better, like making good choices six out of seven days of the week and then working out five or six days of the week like real work like crossfit working out i just i feel better i know like a couple weeks ago we we went to the lake for like five days and i didn't get to crossfit any of them and i was like kind of having withdrawals like (laughs) i gotta get back in the gym i just miss Mm -hmm. it like and i was like tubing and you know we were on the boat and so i was like still kind of you know working like working out you know using my muscles but it wasn't wasn't crossfit yeah (laughs) so yeah so what would what are some of the would say the biggest physical 
changes or benefits in terms of like aesthetics? Like, have you seen you know pretty significant transformation in yes. yourself? So I I think I've um, I've lost quite a bit more weight. So I've probably lost like fifteen or twenty pounds from when I started to now, and just like toned up a lot. Like I. I'm getting muscles. Like David, my husband David calls them pretty muscles because he can still lift more than me. But um, <laughs> um, I just feel stronger, and I think um, just like more confident. Like when I just think that's a lot of what it has done for me is just like instilled my confidence back, and I just feel like you know some days I can. I can conquer any challenge that comes to me. Yeah, so. so, you know, when you started a year ago, prior to that, you lost 20 pounds, plus the extra 15 yes. you've lost now, so 35 pounds. But, you know, one of the biggest fears that women have, you know, and, and, and I would say that, you know, you're 29, and that's probably when a lot of females start kind of thinking, I need to do something, and the reason they don't do CrossFit or, or think that CrossFit's not for them is because they think they're going to get bulked up. Oh, no. You know, you lost 15 to 20 pounds, you've toned up, you know what how do you answer to that person like what would you have to say to them um not everybody looks like a games athlete (laughs) because we're only working out once a day versus like four times a day true you know um I don't know I'm I'm not coming in here with that as my goal to like be a games athlete or like get super super strong I'm coming in here to be healthy to be the best version of me so um i don't know i'm not lifting to to bulk up yeah so the programming isn't promoting that right because it's an hour a day and i think that's a great way to put it you know if you're training for the crossfit games you're probably working out five to six hours a day exactly and you know our majority of crossfitters work out 99.9 percent of crossfitters do it recreationally or you know as a hobby or you know their health program um, so you mentioned in there, I'm coming to be the best version of me, which is a kind of good tie into kind of our closing question, but it's, okay. um, the title of the podcast is building better people. It's on the back of the shirt you're wearing, the back I of the shirt am. I'm wearing on the walls <laughs> at the gym. So how does exercise eating healthy, how does that play into your life and make you a better version of you? I think it just, like, I have more energy when I get home, I I'm more attentive to Case and to David and um, I just, I think for me it just makes me feel better and it makes me know that what I'm doing now will have lasting effects. Like I'm healthy now, if I keep going I'll be healthy in 10 years and I'll be healthy in 20 years, you know, I may not be doing the same workouts and, but I know if I can just keep, keep moving forward, keep doing something that I will still be healthy I just don't want I think for me I don't want case to have to worry about um problems that I could have prevented for my health and for you know David's health so it's a great way to put it too is like we don't always think about the potential burdens we might be on our kids you know especially when we're changing their diapers (laughs) I know it's like kind of early to think about that but but hey it's never too early it goes by quickly it truly does and and you know as as a, a co- I'm a parent to a kid, young little ones, you know, it's it, you have to remove yourself from the diaper changing and the tucking in at night and all that. But think about, look, I could potentially be a burden to this kid if I'm not taking care of my right. health. And, and I think that's awesome that you recognize that even at this stage of, of parenting. But um, 
last thing I want you to talk to is a, a, a female who's listening, mm-hmm. who's exactly where you were, uh, probably 18 months ago, maybe okay. right. You know, 35 pounds, 40 pounds heavier than you are today. Who feels defeated? You know, yeah. who, who's probably I would even argue still doing incredible things in their life. You know, as a mother, maybe mm-hmm. as a wife, or even as a just uh, working, serving in their church or wherever. But they they're carrying this forty pounds that is just making them feel awful. Yeah, and kind of hopeless. And so what can you say to that person and um, what kind of encouragement can you give them? I think I would say just like don't give up. Don't don't let it stick around too long. I think that is sort of like, a, oh, I had a baby. It's okay. You know, like, oh, it's, I'm, you know, some, I think for a mom, you can get so caught up in the mom thing it's easy just to like let your body go because you're tending to a tiny human all the time and taking care of the house and you know maybe working full-time I mean that's what I was doing and I was doing a lot of it on my own because David was working so much and and so um but I'm so glad I just didn't let it keep going because who knows what I would like what not necessarily what I would look like but just how would I feel today and I think um it is really hard to get going and to get started but it's totally totally worth it and not just for the like physical appearance or um just like the confidence but the relationships you make here at the gym because you know if you go like at gold's gym or just like go run on your own which I I've done both and I still enjoy running on my own a lot but there's no one there to to kind of hold you accountable um and I think that's one thing that I've really loved about CrossFit is that um you know like if you didn't show up like the day before people might say so Shelby what were you doing or I remember like a lot of times in the 5 a.m class that I would work out with Tilly a lot Tilly Benson and and I would like text her at like 4 30 cases awake I can't come today so she would know I wasn't like just skipping out and she would always like say I have a test tomorrow I'm not gonna be here and so we just kind of like tell each other okay this is why I'm not here not I'm just not just like skipping out you know so I think that's something like just to get in somewhere where you can meet people and um and I'm not a big people person people are hard for me But I think that's the one thing that has really helped. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.